This dock is going to cause thousands of dollars of property damage. It'll be fine. Yeah. This is Monster Manual Mash, the uh, mash where you talk about monsters. Podcast. Pod yeah. mash? Pod mash. Mash cast. <laughs> this is the mash cast. Uh, we talk about monsters from the fifth edition, Monster Manual, where they come from, what are they doing, how do they, what are they, what are they up to, what are they wearing, why they're there, and what you can do to change them and make them weird. And we dig into the past and we make up things and i don't know that's that's probably what we do yeah so this week we're still in the middle of the seas we got the cockatrice 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 we're gonna stick with that yeah this is a bird lizard with bat-like wings yeah this the the new foster dog is staring at a mirror and growling fyi so this is a hybrid lizard, bird, and bat. It is infamous for its ability to turn flesh to stone. Infamous. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. Uh, people talk about it at the water cooler. Yeah. If you say, hey, did you hear, did you see uh, the last episode of Cockatrice? Yeah. It's it's all the talk. There are whole podcasts about it. <laughs> um, so that's, it's it's well known. This is a, either a a like commonly existing monster like it, there are many of it and they they are everywhere or there's like one and it goes from town to town making itself known yeah. i think it's more like i think it's more the former i think there are a bunch of them um because it, this is something weird that it doesn't always do this this manual it talks about what it eats oh yeah in there's like there's really only one paragraph of description about the cockatrice and like a whole sentence of it which ends up being like a like a sixth of the total information given yeah. to you about the cockatrice amounts to the fact that it eats berries, nuts, flowers, insects, mice and frogs. Yeah. Why is that a thing? Uh yeah. Roughly I don't know what else eats all those things. Chickens? Chickens? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Pretty much any scavenging uh, animal. Yeah. So it's, I don't know why it's, uh, it's, it must be trying to imply that it is a, a rural kind of rustic common monster because no other, uh, maybe some others, but uh, relatively few of the entries actually talk about what the thing eats. And if it does, it's usually not, like, the simplest, like, nobody asks what an orc eats. Yeah. Or what a, uh, uh, the bird people eat. Yeah. And, and like, and there are some things, like the behir or whatever, its mm-hmm. whole deal is it swallows things whole. Right. Right? So, there's, like, a little bit of a mention in that one. Yeah, but then that's tactically important. Yeah. That's, right? yeah, but it's not, like, it's... You, 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 I'm, I'm sure we'll get there, but like, you got to be pretty creative to figure out like a, a, like an adventure hook where it's rests on the fact that cockatrice will eat berries and mice. Yeah, exactly. You know? It doesn't seem like it's a hook. It's more like, I feel like it's just trying to tell you that it appears like, where do, where do those things appear? Berries, nuts, flowers, small animals, insects, mice, and frogs. Yeah. Like uh, rural areas, All over farmland, the place. villages. Yeah. People, places where people are. Yeah. 
because mice show up. I guess mice show up in fields everywhere, but also mice, yes. uh, insects. These are things that show up in barns. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Flowers, nuts, and berries. These are cultivated things often. Or they don't they don't have to be, but where where they are in the most abundance is probably in someone's farm. Yeah, totally. Right? So they're farm problem monsters. Yeah. Oh, oh you got cockatrice. Yes. Gotta, yeah. Which we kind of talked about in the basilisk thing, but I think these are these are slightly different. Yeah. The the basilisk was like, here is like a wrong, evil thing that is occurring like right in your yeah. on your doorstep, right? I think these are similar. Yeah. Though, the right after it talks about what it eats, mm-hmm. it does mention that it's no threat to anything else um, if not for their fierce and frenzied response to even a hint of danger. So they're like just doing their own thing, but if you if you are in the way of them and the thing that they want or if you've got them cornered, then they're seriously dangerous. They're yeah. kind of like a skunk in that way. Yeah. Right? They're not actively, like they're no, like, um uh they they they're not going to like viciously attack yeah they're not humans, a, they're not right? malicious but you got they got a superpower yes <laughs> that um garners the respect of, right. of everything which like a skunk does as well yeah totally. that's more or less a superpower yeah um yeah they're the frenzied response to even a hint of danger <laughs> they got a hair trigger like, it doesn't even have yeah. to be a real danger which is a little personality detail that i really like yeah they overreact to even the perception of danger. Yeah. And then, so when it does do this, it flies into the face of any threat. It doesn't just act defensive and cower. It goes after yeah. the thing that it is that he, that it thinks is a threat. It squawks and it madly beats its wings and it pecks it with its small darting head. And then when you are pecked, the smallest scratch can spell doom as it slowly turns its victim into stone. And then that's it. That's the whole, that's the total of information we have about the cockatrice. Pretty bare bones. And you definitely get a sense of the monster, but you don't get the overt, like, where might you come across one and what might it be doing and why would you come into conflict with it? Yeah. You You can probably come up with one, but some of the other monsters are more... The, the entries are set up to kind of provide you with an example encounter or where you might find one or like why or why it might be doing whatever it's doing. Yeah. This one, it's just like, he's look out. Yeah. It'll get you. Yeah. Step, walk through the wrong bush without paying attention. Yeah. You know, turn a blind corner somewhere. So it's probably like low level. You could use it as a low level random encounter. <laughs> The new foster dog is rummaging. Don't worry about that. Uh, so let's look at that 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 stone turning ability in the actual stat block. Yeah, yeah. Because the, we've already covered, we're only in the seas, and this is the second monster that turns something to stone. Yeah. Right? More to come. More to come. Yeah. It is a fan favorite. Yeah. The, the bite of the cockatrice, this is the only action it can do. It only does... A maximum of five damage, piercing damage. So it's not that, not that bad. And you have to overcome a DC eleven Constitution saving throw, which you can almost do on a like a. You almost have a flat fifty percent chance of doing. It. You have a forty five percent chance of of doing it. Yeah. With a z- with a zero in your con, uh, and then you only start turning into stone, and you're restrained, which means you can't move. And then you get another saving throw, and if you succeed, 
you're fine. Everything is fine. You turn back to normal. And then on failure, you are petrified for 24 hours, which um, is more of an inconvenience yeah. than a death sentence. It's not really lethal. In fact, it's like life preserving possibly yeah. yeah it could be <laughs> yeah it's and you could it, it's it winds up being like oh man now we gotta carry bellicor around he got turned to stone <laughs> one of those berries we told him but yeah yeah it becomes yeah. more of an inconvenience than like a logistical problem yeah possibly um i think that all of this information together actually makes for some weird interesting things possibly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> The foster dog has some strange behavior. Yeah. Pretty distractingly wonderful. It's the best podcast ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it's, it is non-aggressive, and it's only, like, the worst thing it can do is turn you to stone for 24 hours. What if uh, your weird fantasy people just treated them like retreats, or chickens right. retreated in, in, like, medieval times? Yeah where they just like had them around everywhere. Like what if there's a whole village full of cockatrices, cockatrices. Yeah. Walking around. And it, and like it's, if you grew up alongside them, you just know not to like mess with them directly. Yeah. Right. It's like those villages in the Amazon where the, the, like it's just, there's kids playing everything, just regular village life, but it is like remarkably piranha swarming sections of the Amazon. Yeah. They're just, they're just walking around with like snakes on the water. Yeah. 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 You just know what to do. Like everyone just, uh, the cockatrices will like freak out if you even so much as hint that they'll be in danger. Yeah. So what if kids just have to like, you just have to smile at them and like treat them really nicely and like step around them because their eggs are so delicious or something. Yeah. Yeah. The best you can do is social recognize when you're not threatening them. (laughs) The cockatrice, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if you can even do that kind of thing with chickens. They sort of just... Uh, I know. Yeah. yeah. They seem to just know whether coming at them. Yeah. But they can... Like, what if the cockatrice was like the... So here's here's an interesting thing okay. I was reading Yeah. also. That the uh, domestication of the chicken and especially like uh, medieval Europe's domestication of the chicken really, really made them much more docile than the original species was. Right, yeah. I think that's true of almost all domesticated species, but um, it is doubly so for the chicken because the chicken was this wild jungle bird that yeah. would elude everyone and like fly up into the, the trees. Yeah, like originally from Southeast Asia, I think. Yeah, I think where, Indonesia. Yeah. And uh, so, but what if the original chicken was the cockatrice? Right. And like they're trying to breed more docile cockatrices but it's early days but it's early days yeah. and you just have these wild like the image of it is is pretty fearsome looking it is very uh dinosaur like yeah strange it's it's standing on like one toe on each foot and it's got these crazy razor sharp looking velociraptor feet yeah and it's it definitely has like the head reminiscent of a chicken but it could just be this wild a dragon reptile thing like it looks unlike most images of medieval cockatrice um which just looks like they slapped the neck of a bird and then the body of a of a dragon or something yeah this looks like one whole piece 
It's not like the chimera, which is like several heads yeah. like, just kind of mashed together. Yeah. So it looks like it's its own real species. It does. And like minus the um minus the 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 wings on its arms. Like it would it does look a lot like what a lot of like actual dinosaurs would have looked like with the feathers sure. and the yeah. dinosauriness of it, you know? It even looks like the uh I think I talked about it very briefly. Oh, hold on. We gotta protect some foam from some dog shenanigans. She's very cute, but she's driving me insane. <laughs> to adopt this dog, uh, <laughs> e- email me. She will do the same things to you, but it'll be adorable. Trust me. It's pretty adorable right now. Yeah, everyone loves property damage. Yeah, this is still novel to me, so I'm not yeah. sick of it yet at all. <laughs> Uh, what were we talking about? Um, the cockatrice as a as a thing that you just live with. Yeah, more or less. I feel like we oh, were dinosaur. On it. It looks right. like a dinosaur. Right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a dinosaur. I don't have a big issue with this image, this illustration. If anything, I would have made it even more crazy looking. Yeah, I really want to like focus on the fact that. Even the perception of a threat makes it go crazy. Yeah. And I think they went too too lizard on this. And I would have preferred they kept more of the the chicken. Yeah. And I, I would also I think um like it does it does have like good menacing eyes, but it those those look sort of like piercing, uncaring, greedy dragon eyes yeah. more than like I'm gonna fuck you up. Uh, sort of like I it's it needs I don't know. I think yeah, it needs more. A chicken looks eyes. like it's crazy. Yeah, it does. Chickens look like uh, they are moments away from flying into a fit of rage, which is why the, the that personality trait in the cockatrice makes so much sense. But again, they kind of lose the opportunity to like do something cool and moody like that. Yeah. But I would give it like a 7 out of 10. The one weird thing, and I think other creatures have it, but I haven't really talked about it yet, is on this page it also has like... The double image of the illustration, enlarged and then made transparent and kind of black and white above yeah. it for some reason. And, and it's not even exactly the same image. There's some other little bits that are different. Look, there's other yeah, spikes right. sticking out of it. It's just you're like another right. version of this picture that didn't get colored in. Yeah. And the effect to me makes it look like it does kind of fill the page a little and it like does add this other element that's... I don't know, kind of looks good altogether in the design, but it also just makes me think of like those, uh, like when you read articles online, yeah, they will do the pull quotes, right. they'll grab something you're about to read and they'll throw it like way ahead of where it is in the actual piece, but yeah. they'll blow it up like a hundred times. Yeah. I hate those so much. It's it really like it just takes me out of the flow of the thing I'm reading. Like <laughs> yeah. it was written in a specific order by yeah. an author, and it was an editor somewhere that was like, "This doesn't take enough space on the page." Uh, well, this quote was good. Yeah, it's kind of like imagine you were watching a movie, and then 20 minutes into the movie, they played a trailer for the same movie. Yeah. that you're about that you're currently watching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like I I know I'm 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 here. I'm sitting here. I'm down for it. Yeah. So this this makes me like to me this is sort of the same principle at work. Probably not. It doesn't really line up. But to me, I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah. It's Maybe those like, pull quotes are supposed to get you to read it in the first place, 
coming from like a print perspective but like on the internet it still happens when you like haven't even scrolled down that far yet yeah right yeah. so it's like this weird displaced it's a little desperate thing for yeah. some reason it feels desperate yeah um yeah oh you could have uh you could have backyard cockatrices yeah <laughs> the adventure could be like someone in town is keeping a cockatrice in their backyard right. this all hinges on them having some sort of benefit which I was thinking about also. Not only yeah. could you just make it like, oh, they're eggs. They want to eat the eggs. Maybe cockatrice eggs are especially delicious. Um, you could also just make their value somehow related to the fact that they turn you to stone. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What if you're a farmer and you have like an especially aggressive randy bull <laughs> you don't want to like and it's hard to transport it yeah. might be easier to turn it to stone yeah and then just like get a bunch of people to hoist it somewhere else and yeah. then wait 24 hours then to do or like yeah, any other 24 hour time to move around it's like uh or you just gotta you gotta tranquilize something you just turn it into a statue yeah briefly you put you have go. like a hooded cockatrice yeah because they're small size so you yeah. could you could conceivably make, like carry one in a backpack or something yeah or like uh, in a cart Put a hood on it. Yeah. Because we love putting hoods on domesticated animals for some reason. And when you want it to be like feel threatened, you just like lift the hood or you like make a, a sound. Yeah. And it'll it'll attack whatever. Yeah. So it's really easy to trigger. It has like a predictable trigger. So you could use it to do exactly what you just described, like yeah. give an animal a timeout, give someone else a timeout. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's the, the policy in the village is like, all right, well, for the crime of stealing bread, <laughs> you have three days lost as a statue. Yes. You know? Exactly. Yeah. The Yeah, three days with the cockatrice. And you could also do it, what if you could do it, uh, this isn't tr- strictly in the rules, but if you could isolate just... Uh, a body part yeah like if you wanted to turn your hand into stone mm. for a little bit you could do that yeah by like stinging it with a cockatrice yeah like how some people think that like stinging your junk with a with a bee will like give you <laughs> super sex powers people i bet you medieval yeah. people would do that with a cockatrice oh, totally yeah 100 percent. oh yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah there's all kinds of weird, if you could turn, you could, if you're carrying like heavy bags and your fingers are getting tired, just like turn your hand into like a, into like just a hook them. shape, yeah. you know, made of stone so you can just carry the heavier things. Prick them with a cockatrice. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think all of our ideas just will suggest that you just make them everywhere in any given village. Yeah. They're extremely common because also they're born from, this isn't in this text, but in the the greater cockatrice folklore mythology they are made from it's the opposite of the basilisk so they are the result of an egg laid by a cock and incubated by a toad <laughs> or sometimes a snake and then i think it's the other way around hmm. right with a basilisk yeah it's like a toad lays an egg or something and then a cock incubates it okay yeah yeah Something like that. I just had to like go remind myself. It's like, wait, do, rep- do reptiles incubate eggs? <laughs> yeah, they sit on eggs. They do stuff. They bury them usually, but like, yeah, they do something. But then it was, it was frogs. Well, they just put them in water. Yeah, uh, but like, the, what? That's you know, <laughs> if that's what you're stuck on, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be a while figuring yeah. all the rest of this weirdness out. Yeah. So there's this thing called a uh, a cock egg, cock's egg. 
Yeah. Or a wind egg. There are a bunch of other names as well, but those are the two I remember. Yeah. And that is the, like, what you call an egg that doesn't have a yolk. These yeah. are typically eggs laid by uh, immature hens or, yeah. like, laying their first eggs for the first time. Right. And to explain it, medieval people uh, just said that uh, the, the dudes were doing it. Right. That's why it turned out weird. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, combine that with uh, people's idea of... So the, the cockatrice kind of is different from the basilisk in its origin. The cockatrice origin is much more confused and jumbled and kind of just arbitrarily decided. But it was like this weird combination of uh, translation translations of the some entries in the Bible where... Uh, serpent hold on no there's an actual text here i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out this is a great book that i'm gonna be using a lot more it's called the ashgate encyclopedia of literary and cinematic monsters and it has a good entry on the cockatrice which will illuminate some things i'm gonna kind of skim so it the cockatrice monstrous creature body and tail of a serpent and the head legs and wings of a cock extremely venomous and its glance was lethal Mm. So this is a thing that D&D did differently. I'm not sure how previous editions did the cockatrice. The cockatrice has been in every single um, iteration of D&D. Oh, yeah. And it's pretty much unchanged. But it used to be like, I guess they had to, for because of branding, they had to uh, give the basilisk and Medusa the stare into stone thing. Yeah. And the cockatrice was reduced in power and just given this 24 hours uh, stone touch. Um, in heraldry, so there's it's also it's used in heraldry, and basilisks aren't. And for some reason, the cockatrice. When there are some theories that I I can read later, uh, people love it. <laughs> it's like way more popular for some reason. The image of it is way more popular than the basilisk, right. which is like the same, almost the same creature. Uh, have like just the the name like changed out with each other in different yeah. stories. But for some reason, the cockatrice is the one that wins the like the branding yeah. game. In uh, so in heraldry, it has those those things: the head, wings, and feet of a cock, serpent's tail, and often the serpent's tail ends in a second serpentine head, linking it to the amphis bene, which is a snake with a head at each end. Oh yeah, which is a real thing that yeah. happens sometimes. So, or it's like so there there's one there's one like weird creature that medieval people especially would have been kind of obsessed about yeah and they just attach it like not only for, not only is it weird enough that it's a two-headed snake but yeah. they then have to be like through stories and like weird interpretations like just mix it up with this weird cock uh yeah. snake monster in alchemical literature it features in common with a salamander which could survive in fire the reptilian winged dragon and the mysterious Ouroboros, another serpent-like creature, swallowed its own t- tail and constantly renewed itself. If you can hear me over the new foster dog, Lola trying to burrow to the center of the earth. <laughs> so in this context, the alchemical context, the cockatrice became a symbol for the transmutation of metals in the alchemical process itself. So the cockatrice, for whatever reason, yeah. as like a kind of chimeric animal mm-hmm. um but not linked to any particular like greek myth became a symbol for alchemists who liked mixing things right 
because I guess it was this like perfect, it was this, I guess it was like a monster that was a combination of things, but it's exact makeup wasn't nailed down yeah. by any uh, authority, I think. Yeah, it, it wasn't It wasn't like, just stick this to this and this to this sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that... Because the, yeah. the Chimera had like baggage, like it had like specific stories attached yeah. to it. It was the worst parts of every animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the worst parts of every animal. It had a rule. Yeah. It had the rule. Cockatrice has no rules. It's just like these things that we don't like attached to each other yeah it's like it's like a chicken with like a dragon body and then someone else is like what about the two-headed snake and they're like yeah it's probably got that uh, as well (laughs) what about the dragon yeah it's it's totally a dragon as well also that and it turns you to stone and like whatever else you want yeah like you could just make up whatever you wanted to about it um some people also thought it had to do with crocodiles Mm-hmm. So, like, I think we've talked about it, and anyone who's looked up anything about, like, weird medieval bestiaries, the crocodile has turned into, like, was described and illustrated in the most, like, ridiculous, uh, like, misinterpreted, but there's there are so many of them. Like, yeah. I think even the unicorn, no, the unicorn is a, a Norwhale or something. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. I think there are a half dozen weird medieval monsters that are just crocodiles. Yeah. Uh, people who have played like telephone with describing and drawing them. And some people think there's, there's, there's a history of description and poems about um, the crocodiles and uh, the birds that fly into the crocodile's teeth. Right. And clean them. Okay. So there might be something to do with that. And just something got confused along the way. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it was something about birds and like lizard y- things. Yeah. It was probably like a bird with lizard stuff on it. Yeah, it probably was. It was probably a bird riding a crocodile. Yeah. Like a Jaeger yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a Gundam. Yeah. That would be sweet. Or somebody got confused about like the birds cleaning the crocodile's mouth and just thought the crocodile had a bird mouth. You yeah, know, just like naturally just, has a yeah. bird face. Yeah. And like maybe didn't know what they were looking at. Yeah. Uh, I like the idea of like a bird crocodile Gundam. Like there's a bunch of birds <laughs> and then they like climb into these like crocodiles to fight humans, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> they pilot the crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah. There's also, um, we, we in the Basilisk episode, we talked about weasels, how yeah. they were like the natural... Uh, enemies yeah, and the anti-basilisks yeah the anti-basilisks yeah. um so the cockatrice uh because of its relation with alchemy has a lot to do also with that idea how each creature everything has its opposite that can totally it's like a pokemon it can like yeah fire beats plant beats water yeah kind of thing yeah um so the weasel and one type of weasel in particular the ichneumon the Ichneumon, hmm. which um, what exactly it was was up for is like debatable. Yeah, but it is sometimes identified as a type of rat or mongoose, possibly I think an Egyptian mongoose, which is a, a big one. Yeah, um, but the cockatrice is sometimes confused with that in in some descriptions and stories. Weird, which is super weird. Yeah, so it's like it's like everything. <laughs> it's like yeah it's like a lizard bat bird yeah. dragon sometimes a weasel <laughs> yeah oh yeah so the re- the 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 thing about that ichneumon and its relation to the crocodile thing is that people believe that the ichneumon 
could also enter the mouth of a sleeping crocodile and kill it by tearing its stomach open. Oh, yeah. The old... That old trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remove yeah. your crocodile problem with this one weird trick. <laughs> this medieval Egyptian mom's weird trick for removing crocodiles. <laughs> Alligators hate local... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, wait, who would be, who would be the, 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 the doctor's hate in that scenario? Who would be the... the, the who would doctors hate? Crocodile hunters hate local mom who found one weird trick to get rid yeah. of crocodiles. Crocodile clerics. Crocodile wranglers. Steve Irwin's ghost. I think doctors would hate them too because doctors would be like making money off people who are mauled by crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah. In this world where everyone who comes up with a folk remedy is the foil. Of, yeah. Yeah. The funeral director is pretty pissed <laughs> about this. The, uh, where is it here? Yeah. Also elements of the hydras, which is not the hydra, the hydras, which is a mythical water snake being ripped apart by a creature that emerges through its stomach or side is also somehow related to the Ichneumon crawling down a crocodile uh, stomach. And it all gets kind of tied up in different stories of the the cockatrice. Um, It is definitely about strange transformations and uh, the alchemical manuscripts about the cockatrice really stress the nature of it rather than the appearance and like what it's composed of. Yeah. And also with these things crawling into the stomach and tearing things apart from the inside, uh, specifically it's about death and rebirth imagery, um, which is still kind of tied to the transformation and alchemical process. So that's, I think where it mostly differs from the basilisk, which had some alchemical importance, but I think um, it's been a while, but I think it was the bees were like six months ago. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, it had more to do with like there were so many more stories about the basilisk in particular, yeah. and like it invading people's homes and smelling really bad and driving people out of their homes. Yeah, finding one in a cellar and sending an old man with a rake in there. <laughs> yeah, a special basilisk yeah. rake. Yeah. So this is more about the. It's more of a like an ideal. There are more like there are fewer stories about it. Although because of all the sometimes it's swapped out, so sometimes there are. But those stories are pretty. Yeah close to the basilisk stories but the cockatrice is more of an alchemical uh icon yeah so it's sort of like if you are really into mixing things together and turning things from one thing into another thing this creature that is a mixture of a bunch of other things that can turn stuff into stone that like speaks to two big parts of alchemy right yes. so it'd be like your mascot it's like totally yeah, yeah it's like yeah. an al- alchemical mascot yeah um the fighting cockatrice the <laughs> fighting cockatrice uh which there are uh some heraldry there's there is some heraldry oh god some people use the cockatrice in their heraldry yeah um including there was a a more a very modern what is it the royal air force uses uses the the cockatrice for the the uh third fighter squadron it's a pretty neat little herald it's like this Little cute little blue dragon looking thing with the 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 red crest and the the bill. It's uh, pretty regal looking, and uh, also the Langleys of Agecroft Hall in Lancashire, Lancashire. <laughs> Look, I don't do this Middle Earth crap. <laughs> Lancashire, 
<laughs> I'm gonna stop trying. It's you gotta you gotta just kind of like mumble Lancashire. it out and slur. Yeah, Lancashire. Lank, Lank, Lancashire. Yeah. Just get it out as quick as possible oh, and nobody boy. will know the difference. Kind of the worst Worcestershire like that. Oh, you did it probably a lot better than I oh, did. No. They're also um the the only like kind of interesting thing I could find about a cockatrice used previously in D and D was in Eberin. So the dragon marked houses. Are you familiar with Eberin at all? Not too much. So it's sort of like uh, 1930s uh, post-war, pre-war world. Right. Where a bad, a huge, crazy war has just happened yeah. and there are all these factions and everything's just recently changed and you're, everything's fine now, but you're possibly on the brink of another war right. happening. But you have these like indiana jones style adventures in the meanwhile where like maybe the bad guys turn out to be fantasy nazis right so some of the main players in this world there are there are 13 or or i don't know if there are 13 there are a certain number of dragon marked houses so some people are born with birthmarks yeah that affiliate you with one of these houses or not and they each have a heraldic beast and one of them is the cockatrice and house civis but they all they do they are the the members of house civis guarantee the authenticity of documents (laughs) 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 i don't know why i think i don't know if the cockatrice is like really good like i don't know what you can what can you do with that our cockatrice is really good at verifying documents yeah well, that's that's one reason why you keep them around. I, I guess. guess is to just double check stuff. It's so you check for counterfeit whatever's mm-hmm. with them, right? You make them like peck a document, and then it yeah. turns to stone if it's fake. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it I turns don't know. to stone if it's the real one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to be deadly serious about discovering whether or not it's real. Yeah, yeah. You got to be so serious about <laughs> counterfeit that you're willing one. to destroy the real thing just to prove. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm glad. Yeah, you're right. That's a good way of doing it. Nice and simple and funny, dramatic. Um, so Elizabethan poetry. So we have uh, talked about where it kind of came from. It also got really popular in Elizabethan times yeah. in the poetry and drama because um, now this is a bit of uh, speculation, but so it, it appears in like Shakespeare, um, another poet named Edmund Spencer. Uh, let me let me bring this up here. So, the cockatrice was invented at the end of the 14th century, and it experienced an enormous bloom. And it wasn't invented in the 14th century. So, what you get for just reading stuff on the internet <laughs> into a podcast? But bear with me. We're gonna get to the yeah <laughs> the speculation. I don't speculate on facts. I just speculate on like wishy washy things, feelings that you can't uh, double check. That's where the gold is. Cockatrices were everywhere. They they crawled all over heraldry and pub signs. They were in the Bible, depending on who was translating it, but they were definitely in the King James Bible. Uh, so you could speculate that Elizabethans were, uh, they liked, so we're talking about the cockatrice as like slap a chicken head onto a little tiny dragon body. Yeah. So here's here's the speculation. The style of the time was marked by proud swagger and poisonous disputes, which stemmed from the great religious disputes of the time 
where everyone was trying to decide whether to be Catholic or Protestant and whether virtue and or political advantage lay with one or the other. The mixed-up, chicken-brained, noisy, poisonous, beautiful, deadly cockatrice was a perfect mascot for such a time. Indeed, it may need to become... It need. It might need a comeback for our own time. Uh, a lot of... A lot of speculation there, but I like yeah. that idea. <clears throat> that, like, you, it's like, a, oh, you're just a poison chicken. That's all you are. Yeah. Just strutting <laughs> around, but you're full of venom. That's all you got. It's a good, uh, like, it makes a weird kind of sense to me. And I can picture this, like, like you know, Elizabethan, Elizabethan gen- sort of, like, gentleman who, like, looks person. pretty kind of, um, maybe not a total fop, but yeah. kind of foppish. You look yeah. fancy. Yeah. Um, but you also have, you can back it up, right? Yeah. You've got the, you might look ridiculous and uh, like a, excuse me, like a, you got the crazy chicken going on. Yeah. But you have the venom. Yeah. You are actually a dragon in body, even though you like wear a fancy suit and you're like not really yeah. fit and you use a cane. <laughs> yeah. But you've got the goods. Um it's like a like a dandy. You're like a yeah. like a dandy who can who can still give as good as he gets. Yeah, good as he takes. Yeah, it's kind of reminds me of. So it's it's sort of uh, I forget exactly um, which stand up comedian this was, but they were being heckled by somebody, um, and there would just be you know like ah, you suck the blah blah blah, and then their point was like you are getting into an argument with a professional comedian. You can't win. <laughs> <laughs> this is my job is saying clever things that make other people look stupid, you know? Like right. why are you doing this? So you're saying that yeah. the cockatrice is a like you can't you can't fight the cockatrice? Yeah, well sort of thing is like it's like ah, that that thing doesn't look so tough. I can take that thing. Hey, hey cockatrice, you so ah, you know, and then you <laughs> you just get you know, it's, yeah. and it's like a it's a chicken monster, so it's yeah. like strutting around, moving all weird. You like, look that thing. I don't like the way it looks. So I'm gonna go mess with it. And yeah, it turns out it's incredibly dangerous. Not necessarily like good or bad, but like or aggressive or aggressive. But like if you pick a if fight, you with mess it, with it. Yeah, so it's kind of like yeah. the uh, like a like a revenge against bullies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like what, like a, like a, like a, like a chicken who in like middle school is really bullied and would like stare out the window dreaming about having a sweet superpower <laughs> that they could like whip out and like, you know, be a badass with. Like yeah. this is what like <laughs> a bullied chicken would fantasize about being. Yeah. Know? Like the chicken was at the beach and then some like hotties walked by yeah. and then this big burly chicken <laughs> came and like, get out of my way, pipsqueak and like yeah. shoved the little chicken to the ground and then. And then the next summer, that chicken comes back from the gym all yeah. buffed up and, and with dragon yeah. wings. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to get you, Foghorn Leghorn. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. chicken, a chicken is super neurotic looking. They're super yeah. neurotic. And I guess Elizabethans were as well. So yeah. like taking on this uh, neurotic mascot who yeah. is like also a dragon yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. And I never really thought about that because they're... <laughs> this dog somebody get a dog somebody get this dog anyways so yeah that's uh that's the cockatrice in in, in those stories the cockatrice rap sorry i'm i'm kind of i'm trying to speak while also watching this dog do amazing things i've got some we're gonna 
rapid fire a little bit of uh, cockatrice related creatures. Great. Mythical creatures. The Basan or Basa Basa or Inuho is a fowl like bird with origins stemming from Japanese mythology. It is said to live in the mountains of Iyo province, today Ahime prefecture. It resembles a large chicken and breathes ghost fire from its mouth. Ghost fire? Ghost fire. Can you tell me more about ghost fire? I cannot. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's, uh, it looks like fire, but there's actually nothing in it. Oh, okay. Or it's like... Or it's fire you can't see, like yeah. that, uh, like in uh, Formula One racing where the kind of ethanol or whatever catches on fire and it's invisible fire. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was invisible fire. That's we should talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's I get. I don't know. Yeah, that sounds like ghost fire to me. That's, yeah, if I was gonna call anything ghost fire that I knew existed already, I would mm-hmm. call that ghost fire. Or ghost fire would have been fire that died in a tragic accident and then yeah lingers on, pining for its lost love. Yeah, or it, like the warm spot over top of where a fire was. You know, if you were like <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh, like it's a, a fire fire's ghost, there. not like. You know, the, 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 there are a couple embers still in the ground radiating a bit. It was like, no, nah, it's the fire's ghost. It's just lingering. We, we took it away too soon. <laughs> the, uh, it usually lives in bamboo groves on mountain recesses, yeah. but sometimes shows up in human villages late at night and it flaps its wings and it makes an eerie basa basa sound. Mm. If you hear it and you look outside, it will suddenly vanish. There's also the uh, basilisco... Chilote. It is a Chilota myth in Chile. I think the Chilote were or are an indigenous group in Chile. And they have it's uh the crest of a rooster, body of a snake, hatched from an egg from a rooster, lives in a hole which it digs under a house. Remember okay. all this? It feeds on the phlegm and saliva of the people who live in the house. Hmm causing the inhabitants to dehydrate (laughs) (laughs) and eventually die what like does it how does it like i'm just curious about the mechanics just walks up and just yeah you you just just doing your own thing you're not paying any attention it's like oh it's on me it's again yeah Yeah. usually these things happen when you're sleeping that's usually the explanation yeah uh so it just like drinks your your mouth <laughs> yeah like with a straw or something oh man can you imagine just like waking up with a dry mouth and just like oh there's a bird monster was at me it's kind of like <laughs> yeah you ever hear that stat that like you eat seven spiders a night or something yeah the average human eats x number of spiders a year yeah it's i've seen every kind of like that yeah which i don't like i'm i think that's one of those like that's been pretty thoroughly debunked i'm pretty sure that's not right true. Yeah, that's it's insane. Yeah, that was like that was like a thing that went unchecked in like a magazine in the fifties, I think, for yeah. like science facts for young men, sort <laughs> of like nonsense, right? Yeah, or something like like I'm I'm speculating, I'm completely speculating here, but it was just like a dumb thing somebody made up that stuck, you know? Yeah, people heard it and they were like, "Ew, I don't know anything more yeah. about that." Like the Daddy Long Legs one too, that what they're like that? The, the most venomous spiders in the world, but oh, their fangs right. aren't big enough to like get you. Like, no, they're not. That's not true. That's, yeah, yeah. More stupid myths. Come on, guys. So the uh, the Basilisco Chilote, you only you had to burn down the house. <laughs> it's the only way to get rid of it. So if you woke up with a dry mouth, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <sighs> I'll try again tomorrow. Second time this month. Yeah. You imagine if you just like drank too much the night before and you just had like pasties. Yeah. The pasties. Be no good. There's the Colo Colo. 
it is a evil rat-like creature um looks differently depending on where it's from sometimes a feathered rat sometimes a snake or lizard with a rat's head and sometimes just a huge rat <laughs> it hatches from an egg laid by a snake and incubated by a rooster so we have a basilisk okay. rat thing this one also feeds on the saliva of the residents this is from uh, Mapuche mythology, who are also Chilean. So same deal, but reversal of the like who lays what and incubates mm. what. Yeah, I so I'm like I'm sensing a lesson here that like just don't let chickens incubate or like animals incubate each other's eggs. Just stick to you your just, own. You're gonna get a monster. You yeah yeah. Stick to your own. Let your babies be raised and incubated by their own kind. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. There's some really problematic implications <laughs> of that one too. If we extrapolate on it, so yeah, yeah. It was just it was just people trying to have a sense of order about their world. Yeah, right. Trying to like make rules when they don't have science. Yeah, or their science is very limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, and science is just like a way of like forming a model of a universe that we don't have direct access to that produces like reliable results, right? So like this stuff too was also that's just like a model of potential yeah. reality that you don't have direct access to this like was the truth that these people inhabited right yeah. so so it makes sense yeah you can't blame them yeah um what were they going to do like double blind cockatrice <laughs> yeah like how are you how are you going to yeah no it's just how are you going to how are you going to prove it you're going to go make a cockatrice you a jerk? Yeah. What kind of jerk? Well, like, yeah. It's, the, it's like, what, what, you want me to prove, you want me to bring one over here? Yeah. What, what do you, what, what do you want to, this like, whole town what, to turn What do you stone? have to lose by believing this rule? You have nothing to lose yeah. by believing in it. And so much to lose. You create one of these monsters if you try to prove it wrong. Yeah. When if you just didn't do anything, you would just not get a cockatrice. Like, yeah, it's great. It's a good deal. <laughs> it's good. The, like the, yeah, it like goes into like a larger list of like, listen, don't do weird shit. Don't do weird shit because like yeah. bad things will happen to us if you do weird shit. So yeah. stop doing weird shit. You're going to get a monster if you switch those eggs around. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I tried looking up strange chicken facts and the the only one I could figure out was only uh, distantly related. Mm. Um, the average medieval times dinner and theater serves 1300 chicken dinners in 30 minutes jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) actually i don't know if that's the average yeah i think that's just uh this one this one place because when i went to medieval times i don't think there were 1300 people there because they do like three or four shows a day yeah or something like that right yeah something there's no way there are like five thousand people yeah going in and out every day Maybe there are. I don't know. Maybe like there are there some medieval times that are like bigger than any other ones because I've never been to like an actual medieval. I bet times you there's thing. one that's like the whole town is like built around. Yeah, it. it's just like yeah. I'm sure there are more interesting chicken facts than that, but that's uh, what I came up with. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a here's a here's my own. This is this is my like stock chicken fact mm-hmm. it is actually just like a like a taxonomy and dinosaur fact but it Bring starts it. as a chicken thing so um uh uh the the time period that the the mesozoic area the time period that the dinosaurs were around was ridiculously long right it was like hundreds of millions of years right and so um uh, the Cretaceous was when T-Rex was alive. That was the most recent one that ended 65 million years ago. There were T-Rexes running around until right around that time, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, so it's 65 million years between now and then. And I forget if it was like 200 and something million. I think it was like 200 and something million. I'm not, I'm like, it's, it's, it's a lot of more millions of years between the end of the Cretaceous and, um, the Jurassic mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, it's like Stegosaurus and, uh, Allosaurus and a bunch of other ones were around. So, um, not just speaking by like, uh, uh, like just, like you know uh, evolutionary branching out and stuff but like also like time period so chickens are far closer related genetically to tyrannosaurus rex than tyrannosaurus rex was to uh like stegosaurus for oh instance. wow yeah like, yeah yeah vastly, okay vastly by huge huge taxonomic branches not only that um uh, dinosaurs were around for longer than it's been since they've been extinct Right, so the time difference between when Stegosaurus was alive and when Tyrannosaurus was alive is longer than the time between now and when Stegosaurus, uh, when Tyrannosaurus was alive. So there's way more in common between any chicken, any bird you can see, and thoropod. Uh, sorry, yeah, thoropods like like Tyrannosaurus and the various raptors and whatever than them and the, a lot and of the past other dinosaurs, dinosaurs you think of. So like by any reasonable definition, all birds are dinosaurs. Right. And uh, so even like the way that paleontologists describe dinosaurs is by describing them as non-avian dinosaurs. And if you look at the Wikipedia article for birds, it's it mentions that they're dinosaurs. So birds just are dinosaurs. I think that's Damn. a sweet thing about the world that everyone takes for <laughs> granted. Like sometimes I'm just walking to work. I'm just doing my own thing. And it just seems like, Damn. There's just a bunch of dinosaurs. We still have dinosaurs, around, you know. And I always grew up with the pedantic fact that there were no flying dinosaurs. Pterosaurs were actually just a different kind of a, like extinct reptile. There are flying dinosaurs. They're birds. They're every yeah. bird. Eat it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's my chicken fact. Dinosaur they, denialist. They're dinosaurs. Chickens are dinosaurs. Do you remember uh, I talked about the Yi in the the, uh, the episode? Oh yeah. It was a it was a specimen. I think it was. It might just be one, or it might be two specimens. I can't remember. It was a uh, one of the like, like first or uh, one of the only known like winged dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, that's not true. There's pterodactyls and stuff, right? Well, those are those are pterosaurs. Those are just a different kind of reptile. They weren't dinosaurs, right? But Archaeopteryx had wings and feathers and flew. Right. Okay. Sorry. This was, I think it's the only, they only had one or two fossils of its kind. Yeah. So it's like suggesting a whole other species, but it like, the artist's rendition of it looked just like, like a, it's like a cockatrice pigeon. Yeah. Almost. Uh, interesting thing. Found in, in China probably had four tails. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, like one tail uh, that sprouts into like, it's got like one little yeah. nub tail and then yeah. four like big like bone spurs that come off and like that's pretty weird really long yeah uh yeah well the dog is trying to dig through the uh floor if you know anyone that wants a dog hit me up yeah. go email monster manual mash yeah. at gmail.com if you want uh, a delightful elderly beagle it's a really adorable dog super cute oh my goodness um this It'll be over by the time you hear this podcast, probably. But we're going to Sadler House on Sunday. Yeah. Um, it will have been a good time. Yeah. And I hope to have seen you there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I don't know. I don't think I did it last time. Uh, shout out to uh, Sarah Milner for drawing 
us up some cool graphics for our personal use. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. neat. Um, she made Wes and I look like the Venture Brothers. Yeah. Which is uh, always a plus. Thank you for that. And uh, next up, well, the next episode will be, I guess, yeah, we're still going to broadcast it, right? Or we're going to record it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to record it. So you will hear it. It's going to be the live show. Um, we're going to talk about the Quattle. Mm-hmm. A bird reptile Another thing. bird reptile. Yeah. But this one is different. <laughs> okay. Um, Monster Manual out. Unless you had anything else. Yep. Out. Out.